you know, you when you contact Jesus, you're never the same. You know, we have a saying, that's going to leave a mark. You know, you see somebody run into something and bam, ooh, that's going to leave a mark. You know, that's what we want for church. You know, I want to have, I don't want to have just regular church. I want to, when I when I come, man, I want it to leave. I want to walk out of every meeting going, ooh, now that that one right there, that's going to leave a mark. That's going to, I'm not going to be the same uh, after that. Uh, I was. Uh, when Jim told me he's been uh, sharing a little bit about uh, trying to, uh, you know, paint a picture of the Father and His love and grace and, you know, to, to draw us in, uh, this message uh, is one that uh, the Lord gave me before I went to Argentina with Vincent. And as it turned out, you know, Vincent didn't get to go on that trip. You know, he uh, his father got ill and so he had to leave, so we had to kind of carry the meeting. But... Uh, uh, before I went, I was just over at uh, Northland's church there and uh, was in prayer. And uh, just out of nowhere, God showed up and said, I know you. He said, I know you. And I just, I, I just heard it and it, it dropped me to the ground because he, he, the way he said it, and I'm, I was telling Jim this morning, I'm still trying to unpack all that I'm still trying to figure out okay what is all that uh, and so so this is this is what I shared with them down there and I, this will be the first time I've been able to share this uh, and I'm not completely drunk <laughs> I was you guys y'all would have had so much fun my family would have they, they don't get to see me like that often I, I couldn't I just was not all together there and I'm, I'm glad they didn't record it because I was it was by the time uh, the guy that introduced me, Raul, who's uh, he, you know he's a strong leader down there in Argentina, big old church, whatever, he could barely get through. He broke down and just started prophesying, boom, like that, just start, just started. And you could see it in his eyes. He was like looking at us, like, what is going on, you know? And I was, I was feeling it in my seat. And by the time I got up there, man, I was, I was just, I was just holding on to the pulpit, and, you know, just nicely, just going. And so we got through it. I mean, it, you know, the Lord obviously put His stamp on it, and it, it was good. So hopefully, I'll remember more of it here uh, than I did there, or, or hopefully not. I don't know. Uh, yeah. If not, I'm recording it, so that way I can hear what I said. Uh, but uh, if you you know you look in the book of Revelation, you always see that. God, if you look at the letters uh, Jesus says to the churches, one of the things He says all the time is, I know. Yeah. I know. It's like, say you went to a psychic convention. You know, everybody's like, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. That's all they ever say. You know, talking to God is kind of that way because you, He knows. He knows us. And uh, I just wanted to kind of look at uh, Revelation chapter 4 where it's the great throne room uh, experience and it says that uh, around you know there's all this about the throne it's worth reading because this is what's going on right now yeah. today right now while we're sitting here this is happening and we're connected to it if you look at chapter 4 and verse 1 it says after this I looked and there before me was a door standing open in heaven and the voice I heard first speaking to me like a trumpet said come up here and I'll show you what must take place after this at once I was in the spirit and there before me was a throne in heaven with someone sitting on it and the one who sat there had the appearance of jasper and carnelian a rainbow 
resembling an emerald, encircled the throne. And surrounding the throne were 24 other thrones. And seated on them were 24 elders. They were all dressed in white. They had crowns of gold on their heads. And from the throne came flashes of lightning, rumblings, peals of thunder. You know, I love a storm. I love a storm, and I think if you're a believer, you ought not to be too scared of storms. I mean, they're great and powerful, but this is the the environment of heaven. Wow. He just he's just sitting there vibrating with power, and there's rumblings and earthquakes and thunder and lightning and stuff. And so, yeah, it's terrifying in our natural selves, but I kind of there's something in me that loves all that. Um, before the throne. Seven lamps were blazing. These are the seven spirits of God. And also, before the throne was what looked like a sea of glass, clear as crystal. And in the center, around the throne, were four living creatures. And they were covered with eyes in front and back. And Izzy shared on the the thing with the eyes uh, this week at the conference. Um, The first living creature was like a lion. The second was like an ox. The third had a face like a man. And the fourth was like a flying eagle. Each of the four living creatures had six wings and was covered with eyes all around, even under his wings. So those are some strange looking creatures. <laughs> and day and night, they never stop saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And that's, that's the revelation I want to talk about. That God is the God who was, who is, and who is to come. God has always been. And when he said to me those words, when he said, I know you, that's, that's the first thing that, the first impression I got was he was saying, I, I've, I've always known you. I always will know you. I am, I am from all the way back there and all the way to the future. And I've known you this whole time. I know you like that. And uh, that's kind of the, that's kind of the, uh, revelation I want to talk about he is he he has always been and always will be and he knows us and I'll just give you the punchline now so we can work at it together when we get done talking about it I believe what God's wanting from us is for us to understand that he that we make complete sense to him we he perfectly gets us the way I am today right now he sees that, and it, there is nothing about that that is a mystery to him. You are being exactly what he expects you to be. It's just that way. And, and I'm going to show you that because I'm going to show you that he predestined us to be conformed to the likeness of Jesus. How many of you know that our, our final destiny already pre-marked out for us, it's where we're going. You don't have much choice. We're going to be exactly as awesome as Jesus is. We're going to be as beautiful as He is. We're going to have as much power. Because He's the firstborn of many brothers. He's the prototype and we're the sons. He's the firstborn. He's just the first. And we follow exactly. And we're going to talk about that. But that's always been the plan from the beginning. When God thought me up, He thought of me being conformed to the likeness of Jesus. So from beginning to end, that's where we are. But it's now that mystifies us. It's this. Because I look at me now and I'm like, what? Is, this doesn't make sense. Because if you're telling me, I, that right, I find hard to believe because of what I see today. And what I want to do is just walk through some of that so that if, we, if you can get your life in context, realize where you are in that journey, and that God 
absolutely, not only does he, is he not shocked by how you are, but you, you couldn't be any other way than you are right now. You're exactly what he expects you to be. You're, you're, you're right in the zone. And that when you do something, see, we think that we do something and God goes, oh, why'd you do that? But we do something and God goes, of course they did that. There would be nothing else they could do but that right there. That's exactly what I knew they would do and what I expect them to do. I'm telling you, it'll, it'll help us when we see that in context. Um, you know, how do you get to know someone? And, and here's back to that, that morning in the room. Uh, how do you get to know somebody? You know, you, you spend time with them. You, you have experiences with them. And, you know, over more time, uh, what I am was sharing earlier is, you know, hey, uh, when something's happening to Ryan over there, I'm kind of feeling some of that back here. There's a connectedness that happens by time and experience. Well, God has always known us. We are His thought. Right? You didn't just pop out of nowhere. You're not an accident. He thought you up. He said, I'm going to have myself a Marina Campbell. I'm going to make one. And here's the way she's going to be. And when she's done, she's going to be as awesome as Jesus is awesome. That was His thought from the beginning. And so, so uh, he, but he knows us all along that stretch. And what he said was, he said to me, I have a long and selective memory. When he thinks of us, he thinks of us in a certain way. Uh, he, knows us according, he knows me according to my past. He knows me from the beginning, from when he just dreamed me up. He knows me in my most recent history. He, he, he knows me when I was born. You know, you parents in the room, you know what I'm saying. You remember when you're kids and you can, you know, we got little one right over there. You remember, oh yeah, I remember when they were that big, but now they're grown. I mean, oh, they're now, and you guys, you've got kids off, you know. But you know them all that way. That's right. You know? And God knows us that way. He was there in our recent past. He's also in our present. But the, the thing, the piece about this that kind of blew me away was that He knows us from the future. He has memories of me from the future. Yeah. Right? See? And I can't, can't, I'm not going to jump ahead to that. Let me get on the, let me get on the past. I'm going to bookmark that. Uh, in the past. He's known us all our lives. Right? Just like parents know children. But He also has known us in prehistory. Right? You're prehistoric. Okay. I mean, has, it, has anybody got a favorite? Anybody got a favorite prehistory scripture? God has, that God has known you before. Right? You know this, right? That before you were made out of stuff, He knew you. Because what? He knitted you. Knitted you. Psalm 139. He knitted me together in my mother's womb. Uh, Ephesians 1 says, hey, uh, before, since before the creation of the world, He predestined us to be adopted as sons. You know? So He had this thing, this plan going on long before He ever did a step one. Before He made the earth and said it was good, He thought of Ryan and said, I'm going to make me a Ryan. And here's what, he, here's what He's going to look like. You know? So He's got that, our whole scope like laid out. You know? Before, beforehand, uh, and but the but the thing is, when we think about our past, we tend to not think about our prehistory. We think about our, our past, past. You know, like our recent, what I call recent past, since I was born. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the cool part is that God has been there. Was it say He's done with your tears? 
removed them, right? Huh? Wiped them. Well, he will wipe them, but all the tears you've shed in your life, he just what? Stores them in a bottle. Stores them in a bottle. He's written them on a scroll. He remembers them. You've never, there's, you've never been in a place where you were feeling in a, in a hurting place and God was, wasn't there with you. He was there. He's been there. So he gets that. So when we do something today and we react out of pain or some way, we, it makes sense to him. He gets that because he saw us there. You know, He was there. And so how many of you had those ideal childhoods and didn't have any trauma and, you know, yeah, okay. Yeah, you kids, y'all are, okay, my children are excluded from that question. But, but you know, well, and even, even that, even the best environment, you have hard times. There are hard times. Most of us who have the scars to prove it, you know, we've been through some stuff. And, uh, you know, we say all the time we should be a lot crazier. And we are. If God hadn't stepped in and, and done some radical fixing on me, we'd be we'd be in just horrible shape. But uh, but we but he was there for all that. See, and it it makes sense to him. That's just one thing I want you to get about your present condition is that what you're doing and when you you know we I, I think one of the things that one of the barriers to coming with confidence is where we feel ashamed. Yes. Yeah. We feel. I feel like oh, I'm, you know. I'm just. I'm just so messed up. Yeah. And what I want to say to you through the bullhorn is, God gets. You. He just absolutely understands you. Everything you do is exactly what He expects from you. So just bring that. You know, there's a great weight that's lifted when you can just be be who you are because you know. I just don't feel very spiritual today. He knows. <laughs> you know, of course you don't. He doesn't either. <laughs> you know, one of my favorites was uh, uh, John Wimber. John Wimber. You know, he had just saw so many great uh, miracles and things. His meetings, were, his meetings. He's the Vineyard guy. Uh, uh, you know. And he always just had, and they, so they were having a conference, and a bunch of the little, you know, wannabes came around. They were like, John, you know, tell us, what do you usually do before a meeting? What, what's, your, what, what's your strategy? How do you, what do you do before a meeting? It's like, I usually watch TV. Or you know, and they were like, scandalized. You know, they're like, I don't, that doesn't add up, but it's just, he's just being himself, you know? And God, God, I just, I just want to say to you that God gets us. That we are, we are just what He intends us to be. You know. Um, now that's, and that's a little bit about our past. So we, when He sees you acting today the way you do, it makes absolute sense to Him. He is not at all put off by that. In fact, He kind of likes it. Yeah. All right, and before I get to the present, I want to skip ahead to the future because, see, God planned us in the past. He figured before we were started, I'm going to make them in such a way, and they're going to go on, and they're going to be just exactly like Jesus. Complete conformed. What does it mean to be conformed? It means today it looks a little bit like this. If this is Jesus and this is you, it looks like that. Yeah, but over time, and it, one day, it's going to be. Absolute identical, you know. So that's where we're headed, holy and blameless. Let's look at Romans eight. I alluded to it, but it's it's been kind of the center of my world for a while. Romans eight and twenty eight says, "We know that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him, 
who have been called according to His purpose. For those God foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of His Son, that He might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those He predestined, He also called. Those He called, He justified. And those He justified, He also glorified. We are predestined to be conformed exactly to the likeness of Jesus. How many, how many have a trouble with that? Having trouble understanding that? Can you imagine what you look like after you've been conformed completely to the likeness of Jesus? Can you see your future self in that way? It's kind of hard to imagine. Because all I really have is my current self-image. You know? And bad religion has told me God... God Loves me because he has to, but he kind of he doesn't like me too much, and he kind of just puts up with me. Because have you seen me? You know, just look at, just take a good look at me. But here's what I want to say to you: is that God knows you from the future. See, there'll come a day. What about what does it say? We'll be changed. Those of us, anybody still left alive, will be changed in the twinkling of an eye. The dead will be raised incorruptible, and we're going to take on the exact. Representation of Jesus. We're going to be exactly like Him. That is how God knows us. Imagine this. Suppose, suppose I had a time machine, right? And I could go back in time, and I could meet little ten-year-old Jimmy. Right? Here's little ten-year-old Jimmy just running around being ten-year-old, right? Not much different. Now, <laughs> it's not hard to imagine, really. Yeah, um, but you know what? When I met him. And I, I see him as a ten-year-old. I can't forget what I've seen already. I know what he's going to be. I I don't think of him as a ten-year-old. I think of him like this because there he is. And I, I and I, see, I see, and then I start to look at him like that and go, Yeah, okay, I see. I can see that. Yeah, he's a little bit rowdy and he's a little wild. And, but eventually he's going to turn in and he's going to go through his years and then he's going to turn into this. And I get that. And so when I see the little guy, I can I start connecting all the dots because I I think of him. I don't really just think of him as a ten-year-old because I, I just almost want to say to him, you have no idea what you're you know, I've seen it. I know what you're going to be. That's the way God remembers us. He remembers you from there. He can't, he can't unknow that. He can't unsee it. See? So, that's why God is like the most peaceful, joyful person I know. Because he's seen it all. It's already to him. He lives in a space where it's already done. It's all done, and so he's not at all at time. He's not at all just going. I wonder what's going to happen with them. He's already been. You know, if you look in Revelation, there's a cool uh, John when he sees the great judgment in Revelation 20. Uh, in verse 11 he says I saw a great white throne and him who was seated on it earth and sky fled from his presence and there was, for there was no place for them I saw the dead great and small standing before the throne and the books were open and then it says uh, down in 13 uh, you know the dead, the dead were judged the sea gave up the dead that were in it death and Hades gave up the dead that were in it and each person was judged according to what he done uh, who was John looking at that moment when he looked over there, he saw this great sea of people who is all the dead. That's everybody that's ever lived, everybody that will ever live. 
at that moment he's looking at this he's looking at this mass of people now who does he see there? us yeah it's like you see you think oh that's other people no it's you You're, it's, you, you appear in the Bible you tell people I'm famous I'm in the Bible <laughs> right there I'm standing you, you might have to look in the back but I'm the guy over there with the shirt you know He's, I'm, I'm in the Bible when he looked and he saw the faces of those people he saw your face good we're, we're, it's all, and how does, I won't even go into it, but you know how prophecy works is God lives outside of time. And so He just took John all the way up there to where it already is. You know? I want to tell you that it kind of just takes all the pressure off. Yeah. I'm already there. It's all it's over there. I'm done. I was planned from before the creation of the world, and after the world is destroyed, I'm, I'm already up there. You know? And so. God knows us that way from the future. I just want you to know God has memories of you. Yeah. See how many of you got memories of your children? You, know, yeah. you remember. Well, I, I I believe God has memories from the future. Amen. Of the stuff we've already done. Stuff we've already stuff that's good hadn't happened to us yet, because we're kind of not to be too weird about time, but here we are stuck in this moment. Yeah. He he knows us from a billion years from now when we're ruling galaxies. He's like, oh yeah, that's Lance. That's why this story in Judges 6 of, of Gideon always thrills me. Anybody, let's, it's worth looking. I don't know where Judges is. Man, the anointing is all over me because I'm flipping the Bible and it's popping right to the... Oh, what are you So, whoot. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, Gideon chapter 6. Uh, and if you look... Uh, yeah, let's just. You remember the story? The Midianites were terrorizing the Israelites, and uh, so they were hiding. And here's Gideon in verse 11. The angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak tree in Ophrah that belonged to Joash the Abizarite. By the way, that's how you pronounce that? Abizarite, yeah. If you, if you ever don't know how to pronounce something, just pronounce it real strong and confidently. And people say, oh, I, I, I never knew how to say that, but he really does. Where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in a wine press to keep it from the Midianites. And when the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Now, he's threshing wheat in a wine press. That's not where you normally do that. You thresh wheat on a threshing floor out in the open up on top of a hill. He's down in a wine press, kind of down under, you know... Dressing his little wheat, and the, the angel shows up and says, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. And you know, Gideon's like, <laughs> you, you know, are you talking to me? Because you see me, I'm down here hiding from all those people. I'm over here hiding. I don't think he was teasing, and I don't think, I think, now, we have the benefit of history. We live in his future. Is Gideon a mighty warrior? Yes, Gideon, we know, right? He's the one who took, took on whole armies with 300 pots and torches, right? You know, didn't even have a sword among them. So is Gideon a mighty warrior? Yes, he is. Now at that time, though, Gideon couldn't see it. The angel could see it, because the angel has already seen up in time. We have that perspective now, we see. So, if you could go back in that time machine and go talk to Gideon, you'd say, listen 
Don't worry about that. I know you think you're just hiding out, but let me tell you, you are a mighty warrior. People, for ages on, are telling your story. Well, if somebody could bring a time machine from the throne room and come back and talk to you, I'd say, Joanna, don't worry. You're just I'm speaking to the, the Joanna Campbell. Can you believe that? I mean, these angels, that's the way he came at it. He was like, he was very honored. You know, what did the angel say when, when it came to Mary? You know, when Gabriel came? Highly favored. You're the, you're the special one. You're the, you're the great one. We're not worthy. You know, and she's like a 12-year-old girl or whatever going, what? But you see, they're not, angels aren't goofing around. They're serious. They see us as we are. What's our problem? We don't. We don't see ourselves as we are. We see. We all. You know. We get confused by the present situation. How I am currently. Well, good news. How you are currently isn't going to be the way you are forever. Very good. Very good. So let's talk about the present. The present. So, can you see that? Can you get that God destined you, predestined you, all the way from prehistory? chose you, built you, thought you up and said, no, this one, she's going to be just like Jesus all the way down in time. That's, that is, that's, the, that's where she's going. And by the way, there's a lot more time there and a lot more time on the other end. You're going to spend trillions of years in your glorified state, ruling worlds, and being as awesome as Jesus is awesome. This little swatch of time right now in the forming of you is is inconsequential really yeah um, because the present is a little messy I just want to say that right off it's messy we have these high and lofty ideals man we're going to be like Jesus and we're going to be perfect and pure or whatever but then you look and here I am you know this is this is it right here this is and it, but it's what he says we have this treasure in this old clay pot. So we don't get all proud. You, you know, when you look, you see the clay. But if you don't believe, if you don't know there's a treasure in there, then all you just get caught up in the clay. You're like, oh, have you seen my pot? Hey, forget your pot. Your pot's not the issue. We all have a pot. Mine's cracked. Yours is cracked. Made out of the same stuff. It's mud. It's going away. But man, inside, I got a treasure. You know? um, but now is the time that we make history. That's the cool part. In this messy zone right here, this is where it happens. You know? And if you look at all the heroes of the faith, they had messy. Mm. I mean, rarely. Who do we even know from the Bible that like never that just did everything just right and went off without a hitch? You know, you know, Jesus, obviously. Uh, like I say, nobody's perfect. Well, there's was this one guy, but we killed him, you know. <laughs> uh, you know, we've all got stuff. And uh so, so here we are. So how do, we, how do we deal with our present in light of our, our past and our future? How, you know, God says, I know you. When you come to me and you want to say something to me, He just says, yeah. Absolutely, I know that. How do we, how do we deal with our present? Uh, I, I want to say that God is, in, is enjoying the present. Probably more than we are. Yeah? Yeah. You know, because we're all troubled about why I'm not doing any better than I'm doing. But God's not troubled. He's not. 
because he, he, he sees you in context. That's really that's a good word for this message. It's about context. Mm-hmm. You really should see your life in context. Yeah? That in perspective. That, that at this moment, yeah, it may be a little messy, maybe a little confused, but I, I know what was on that end. I know from the very beginning that I was dreamed up in the mind of God to be conformed to the likeness of Jesus. And this, what you're, you're encountering me in this part of my process. This little tiny, my whole life, my little 80 years that I get to spend on this planet, is just this tiny little swatch of the whole thing. You know? And if you look at it that way, then you st- it starts to make sense. And a lot of Paul's writings really make a lot of sense. Because he had that, you know, he, he, he kind of was a man of priority. You know, but uh, but we're becoming. You know, and let me ask you this: If you could, Jim, if you could, if this one, when she starts to grow up, if she, would you? How about this? Since since you want her to be a, you want her one day to just be fully grown, woman of God, out there in the mission field. Why don't we just press the fast forward button? Let's skip all of her growing up years and just throw her out there. What do you think? Yeah, you, you you're not gonna miss that, right? You wouldn't miss that. Please, I, you treasure every moment that you, you watch your kids grow up, and you enjoy that. And we, honestly, we have a lot less patience and endurance than God does. You know, we're a lot. You know, parents are like, "Oh my gosh, I'm tired." You know, I was like crawling into bed at, at seven thirty. Oh please! <laughs> but the truth is, you wouldn't trade any of those moments. If I could fast forward, I wouldn't. I'd be foolish to do yeah. that. I want to. I want to enjoy these moments. I want to. I want to because this is how they are today. Well, see, God is doing the same with you. He's watching you. Yeah, you know, you're working it out, and you you get up, you fall, you get up again. But he he's enjoying that. He's a lot less worried about it than you are. You know, and religious people that tell you God's all mad at you and blah blah blah, and you know, you just don't measure up. That's that's just wrong. It's just wrong. So that's why I like the the grace message we heard this year. This past week is just you know it's just a reminder hey God is he is so confident he's the most confident person I know <laughs> he's so confident I mean he gives the enemy a head start and says like yeah you know whatever they don't you know <laughs> like with Gideon right he's like oh, you got 30,000 and they got 300,000 why don't you send everybody home he's like okay anybody that's afraid go home He's like, okay, well, I got 3,000 no that's too many just anybody that's drinking okay I got 300 guys Good. Now, take their swords away, give them a pot, and give them a torch. Now, now everybody ready to go to war. You know, they were already outnumbered ten to one, but God is that way. And they didn't do anything. He's confident. He's got, he's got this. You know, God's what God is saying to you. I got this. And if you ever, if you get that revelation, what Ryan was saying earlier about, it kind of got, I got it. I saw something that, that moved from my head to my heart. Truly, when you get that, you become fearless. That's what it does to me. I don't know. I, 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 it just it just makes me absolutely fearless. I'm afraid of nothing because he's got this. I'm, I, I know. I've seen. I, I haven't seen it, but I know somebody has seen. John saw the end of my world. God has said, "I know you from the future. I already I already know how you're going to turn out." So I can just I can hands off, take a breath, and I can just. Rock on with my life, you know. And I'll show you, and I'll wrap with this. This the um, in John 13, you see a secret 
really cool secret from Jesus' life. You know, Jesus is... Uh, we all follow Him, right? We're going to imitate Him. Yes? Mm-hmm. Everybody say yes. 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 He, we are followers. That's what it means to be a Christian. It's to be a follower of Jesus. Well, He... Um, it says in John 13 that this is the night he was betrayed. It says it was just before the Passover feast. And Jesus knew that the time had come for him to leave this world and to go to the Father. And having loved his own who were in the world, he now showed them the full extent of his love. The evening meal was being served and the devil had already prompted Judas Iscariot, son of Simon, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal. He took off his outer clothing and wrapped a towel around his waist. And after that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with a towel that was wrapped around him. You see, this is, this is the night for Jesus. It just doesn't get any... This is the, it's the night of all history. But it's for Jesus' life on this earth, this is it. This is the night of nights. He's getting ready to go through the machine, right? He's going to go through just, you know, he's going to go through the gears. And uh, so it says here that he he knew a couple of things. One, he knew that God had put all things. He'd given him all authority. And it says he knew where he had come from Mm -hmm. and where he was going. He knew his past and he knew his future. Mm So, he was able to get up and serve, to love people, to, to show them the full extent of his love. It's the secret to living in the present. The secret to, to, to knowing what to do today is knowing where you came from and where you're going. To see your whole existence in context and to know, I was dreamed up, I was, I was, the whole reason God thought me up was to be conformed to his likeness. And so I'm on that track and there's nothing can get me off of it. I'm, it's already a done deal. What Jesus did on the cross did it for me and I'm already there. God knows me. He, he sees me today. Think about it. I, I just want to paint that picture one more time. God, when He talks to you, He's looking at you just like I was looking at 10-year-old Jimmy. I'm just not going to talk to him the same way. See, if he's just a little 10 year old and I don't know him from out, I just say, well, hey, whatever, kid, get, get away. You're, you're annoying me. But I see little 10 year old Jimmy and I go, I, I just almost, I can't help myself. I almost want to say to him, you're going to have five kids. You're going to be great. You know, because I, I see him that way. Today, when God deals with you, he's not, He doesn't deal with you according to what you are. You know? He knows you from the future. He sees you already. You've been reigning a billion years on the throne, just ruling the world in perfect righteousness and justice. Mm. And when the angels see you, they say, Mighty warrior. Mm. See, when God, when God deals with us, when you come to Him in prayer, that's why you come with great confidence and boldness. Because mm. He knows you through and through. I mean, that's just an understatement right there. He knows you. He, he thought you up and He's put you on the track and He already knows you from the future. And so when He speaks to you today, He's, he, he, you know, he's, he thinks of you. He sees you in your current state and it's kind of funny to Him. I just got to say, I, I would love to see a little 10-year-old Jimmy. I think that'd be funny. You know? 
I, I would I would have a lot of fun with that because I already know the grown up yeah. Yeah. you know God's having a lot of fun dealing with you in your little state right now mm-hmm. you know you're all worried about it you're all up and on oh I'm not like Jesus yeah welcome aboard yeah. uh, you know that's where we all are yeah. but God is enjoying it because you're in your like your little uh, teenage state or whatever you want to call it you know your little pre glory state he enjoys this He's having fun with it. Because it's a, it's a blink to him. And by the way, it's a blink to you. You just don't remember. How many, of you, how many of you guys, older guys, you remember high school? You know, I bet there were tests that you took that you were worried about. You can't even remember that test now. You can't remember who your teacher was. You can't, if, you, if I say remember high school, you get this little blip in your memory that goes, high school. Oh yeah, I remember that. And you get a few little flashes, and that's all you get of high school. And at the time, at the time, it was like the world was going to end if you didn't get it, this thing right, or whatever test, boyfriend, whatever the problem was. But now it's a blip. It's so far back there. Listen, this whole eighty years on this planet is going to be a blip. You just be like, whoop! It, it, you won't even remember this. Because in a billion years from now, there's a, you remember, you used to be like, God, that was a billion years ago. Oh. <laughs> I swear, I don't remember a whole lot of that. You know? It seems like it's all kind of gone. <laughs> it's been a billion years. Uh, and, and that's the way God, in this current moment, I just want to increase your confidence in approaching Him. Everything you say is exactly what He figures you'd say. You know how it is when you've been with somebody a long time. You know, I'll give you a good example. The neighbor kid was over one day, and uh, I remember we were in our bedroom, and the kids all came in, and the neighbor kid was among my children. And I said, "Hey, go do the thing, something." I gave him a command. I said, "You just go do that." And he said, "No." Well, my children all went, "Who that?" And they looked at me like. Please don't kill him. <laughs> well, they knew. They know me. Yeah. And they know we don't do no. And my husband, you don't say no to me. We just don't do that, you know. And so they knew my personality. They knew me enough. They have experience with me to know that right there. They were expecting I was going to get up and go get the kid, you know. Cause he's, but he's not mine, so I'm not going to. But, but they all were in terror. Well, that's because that's they know me. And see, I just got to say to you, when you do stuff, you're all worried about the stuff you do. God knows you. He expects that. He, you know, he knows exactly what you're going to do, not just because he's omniscient and knows the future and all that kind of stuff. Just He experientially knows you. He knows what you're going to say before you say it. Yeah. You know? And when you do, you know, you're shocked at it. You're surprised at yourself. But he's not. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. So when you come to him and say, oh, I did this thing, he's happy for you to do that. Mm-hmm. Happy for you to come and say, because he saw it coming. You know, even if he were, I, and I can say that to you, even if he were not omniscient, even if he were not all-knowing, just his mere experience of you yeah. would tell him exactly what you're going to do next. Yeah. Because he knows you that well, like a friend. Very good. Yeah? Yeah. Um, So, what are we going to do? Like Jesus says, he knew where he came from and he knew where he was going. So he was able to navigate the present. I want to submit to you that that's your key to to doing your life. uh, It takes the pressure off. You've already won. Yeah.
You're already there. It's already done. So just go out and walk into it. You know? And when you mess up, it's okay. He knew that was coming. Just bring it right back to, to God. Yeah? He says to you this morning, I know you. You think I don't know. I know you. I, I just think he wanted us to be a little less uh, uh, hesitant to bring him our stuff. You know? Because you, you have somebody that knows you like that, that's, called, that's, that's the one place you can let your hair down. Right? I mean, he's, you can count on him. He's, you can tell him anything. I, here's, a, here's, here's one. Try to shock God. <laughs> just, just tell him your worstest thing. The thing is that you, that you don't ever tell anybody. Just say, you know what I did? And I thought about this. And he'll say, yeah. I was there. And, yeah? It's good. Well, that's what he wanted to say. I wonder if we could pray together and just... Uh,